Hey guys, George Mesa, Third Eye Edify podcast. And I'm here to bring you a short episode about a topic I have been wondering about my entire life, which is thankfully the, the byproduct of a lot of these episodes, actually. But it comes down to a, a simple feature of whatever you want to call the narrative, whatever you want to call settled science. We can't just trust these things anymore. We never could, but I think a lot of people are finally realizing the simple truth that if they lie about even one half of one little thing, how can we trust them about anything else? It's supposed to be the de facto standard of all reality. And we're quickly finding out that almost none of it is true. And we might as well just straight up call it bullshit at this point. So what am I talking about? I've had the chance to raise two amazing little kids. And I thought about this concept while they were growing up. They're not that old yet, but they're older now for sure. The memories. The memories of these children. They're as incredible as all of the other memories I've seen on every child I've ever taught music. There were times when I've had autistic students and the parents said, don't even bother showing them how to read. Don't even bother mentioning this. Finally, months later, quickly slip it on the table. They're amazing at it. Now, this is a, a fair surprise because those parents were probably told don't bother by settled science and the people that push it. Everyone's a victim here. It's World War U for that reason. The people that are pushing these fallacies are also completely convinced through their own indoctrination. They don't know. They're not doing it on purpose. But the cycle continues. And that's how things like this come to be. So I want to question this particular topic in a small light so hopefully I can get a conversation going here because I don't want this to be the last one I do of this. I want this to be the beginning of a conversation about why is it that kids can memorize things so well, and yet they don't remember. And how long have we even really been thinking about or looking at this? How long has science been able to tell us whether or not it's possible? So the general narrative, the consensus overall, is that infants can form memories, just not the kind that recall specific experiences. Fair enough. I believe that that already is not necessarily accurate. It may unfortunately be, or fortunately be trauma-induced, but kids remember things. And you can always tell when they're avoiding a memory on purpose. When you tell them, no, remember last time it didn't work either, they know, but they're just testing the waters and seeing how much authority they can have in their own lives, especially against the, the daily authority figures that the parents are, right? Now, it's something that's nicknamed infant amnesia, which I think is very interesting because um, amnesia itself can, be the, can form the onset of Alzheimer's. And I think there's a whole discussion about Alzheimer's in this country and how a lot of the things that we have, the aluminum in our food and other things actually push this as, as far as it possibly can. I, I think I saw something about cholesterol, um, Pharmaceuticals do it too, things like that. So there's a whole other conversation to have there. But 
there's two kinds of memories that were discussed here, semantic versus procedural. And it seems that procedural can be the most easily induced. In other words, A plus B plus C, you get the end result D. And that can give a child a path and it can show them how things work step by step. And you can see that both of my kids were able to do things far younger than six months. I have footage of my youngest, my daughter, and I was bouncing a ball towards her. And she wasn't catching it. She was not even. I don't think she was even eight months yet. She wasn't catching it. But she worked out a system where she used her body to, wherever it was, she used her body perfectly, the small motion just to bounce it so it would land directly in her folded legs. And it was exactly the same every time. And then it didn't look like she was doing a good job of sending it back to me, but she ended up doing this very awkward roll thing. And it would always go right to my left foot every single time. It's perfect. I tried moving my left foot a little bit each time to see. It was perfect. So I understand that there's a lot I don't know about the terms and terminology that go into memory and things like that. But my wife, Petra, was on Michelle's Healing Home. Shout out to that wonderful program. And she said something very profound that we don't give kids enough credit for how amazing and smart and, and wonderful they are. This is where this is all coming from for me. That beautiful mind we have really is capable of a lot. And I did an entire episode on what the brain is and, and isn't. And neurologists are saying, we wouldn't even make the brain like this if we had the chance. We're like, no one's asking you. The brain is obviously unbelievable. And there's plenty we don't know about it. So for us to trust the science in something like this, something that probably hasn't been studied for that many years, relatively speaking, I do question. I do question it because I don't have necessarily any grand, perfect memories from before, let's just say three to be safe. But one or two little tiny instances really do stick out moment for moment, and I specifically remember them. I was very young. I was very young. And I was just crawling up to a little like fold table. There was a cup on it. For some reason, I knew there was something in it. There wasn't much, just a few drops. But I managed to just tip it over. And I did it on purpose. I tipped it over and left it on the side so that the little drips could come out. They didn't go on the table. They ended up on the floor. And then I remember hearing George. I heard my name. Nothing aggressive. I just, I just heard my name coming from the distance. So I remember that very specifically. And I was crawling and I was barely moving, but I, I just, I know the moments. So it's there. You know it's there. If you can remember voices and experiences from the womb, if your ears are built at eight weeks and your auditory system can work at 25 weeks, it's one of the earliest things you have. So I'm sure that memories can exist somewhere in there all on its own. I'm just questioning the narrative at this point. That's really where this is coming from. And science is not sure if we can't form them or if we can't retrieve them. Again, they don't know. The brain, they, it's hard to study the brain, I'm sure. So they're not saying that they do. I'm just questioning what they say. Is Alzheimer's an epidemic? 6.7 million in 2023. Doesn't it sound like it should be higher? It seems like most older adults I come in, into contact with are already in a home, first of all, and they're there because they can't do anything. They can't remember anything. 
and function. So feels like it's higher than that. 6.7 million does not sound like a very high number for this country, the United States. So somebody leave a comment. Let me know what you know about that. Now, here's where I think we can start to make some obvious connections here because it was hard to find out when they started studying this concept of infant memorization, infant memory. But could it not easily be a byproduct of vaccines? Dangerous foods, vaccines in food nowadays? Is it the prescribed age that we tell kids to learn things? Is it a cultural deficit? We do have an extreme power of memory before birth. They're saying it's not that kind of memory. We're injecting frequencies into babies too. Again, see my amazing wife's unbelievable podcast, the Earthside Birth Podcast. There'll be a link in the show notes as always about where to find that. And she had an entire episode on how damaging sonograms can be to your infant in your womb. And yet they recommend plenty of them, and even more than ever now. They recommend more vaccines than ever. They recommend more sonograms than other, ever. And shout out to, um, you know him, you love him, Slick Dissident, a recent guest on the show and just a esoteric man of the world, mentioning that there are actually sonogram waves here in the moon card of the Thoth deck. Very intriguing, without a doubt. And, you know, I see what looks like a scarab beetle. Almost looks like a brain, doesn't it? So are there sonogram waves damaging a brain here in the underworld as the overworld sees things clearer? Really hard to say, but amazing to even know that that exists. And I believe I even heard it from him as well that when you assume the position of the beetle, it's how a lot of people go into prayer in much of the world. On your knees, face down to the ground. That's how the beetle walks and, and lives. So the scarab beetle um, symbology goes very far, very deep. But that's a conversation for another day. Um, could it be suggested prenatal supplements? Which are certainly anything but allopathic half the time. And the diet that they suggest. Seek out a real doula. Seek out a real midwife for these questions. Don't just take the first opinion from a well-trained doctor. There's a lot more to know than clinical science about earth the spiritual power of children the the essential connection that you already have before well before birth your baby has knowledge and is actually giving you information as you give it nutrients and of course information think about these things there is more to this story but it is world war u isn't it They've done their best to make sure babies are born without a fair shot. But that's the point. And, you know, they do a great job to keep kids as kids, don't they? They do a great job of making sure adults grow into kids, sheeple, whatever you want to call them. I did my best to find um, an image of adults potentially at a sports event in diapers, but... All I got were images I can't show here. So 
I'm not even going to get into that, but I'm not surprised. Thanks, Internet. Make sure they don't remember. Think of Men in Black, right? Strip your memories. But I, I've mentioned this on the show before, but adults don't seem to grow out of what they liked. This is not necessarily 100% always going to be a negative or stupid thing, whatever you want to call it, but overall, I know what kids are into because it's what I used to be into. They didn't. Nothing new is coming out. It's all remakes more than ever. Adults seem to be into the same music they were in when they were in elementary school, junior high and high school. That doesn't mean it's bad. It just means they've, learned, they've seen nothing else because they've been a cubicle slave for 30, 40 years, which is the point. And now people are 27 saying, I mean, I might have a kid. I don't know. They don't even know. The younger you have kids, the quicker you will grow up. And I had a kid very late in life, in my, my personal opinion. So think about that. Think about all of those things. I was almost 40. But that's the, li that's the way life went for me, you know? I'm just lucky I met someone who I couldn't wait to do it with. <laughs> Double entendre, not intended there. So, it's by design. And think about this. Thinking of ears, hearing, memory. Entertainment refuses to grow, but it's usually ingested at a very high volume. Isn't it? And the frequencies going up of the way entertainment hits you in all different angles, all different sides, all different frequencies the frequency goes up and as frequency rises a pitch becomes less audible you don't even notice it anymore again by design that's the point and it's one of the easiest to avoid entertainment that is so please consider that in your future life but um how old do you think they tell you to start reading to get your kids to read they say six to seven years old. Does that sound right to you? Do you remember starting at six years old to read? It, I don't remember hearing that. And I was definitely reading before six. Maybe I wasn't amazing at it, but I was definitely doing it. They're telling you not to show kids how to read when they're very young. Then how come some three or four-year-olds can read music? It's not the same. It kind of is. And in a lot of other cultures, it's the norm and it works. So, again, is a cultural deficit by design? Does this have another effect on memory and the ability to gain and retain information? I feel a little all over the place in this one, but it's a very... Very large topic. And I am just trying to wet the whistle here, like I said, in a, in a shorter one. So, the, you know, it's almost as if they're making it negative to remember. But remember, unintended, humans can memorize generations of sports facts and stats for fun. You can learn anything 
Don't get stuck like they want you to. Don't get stuck in your past. Don't become unmolded. Don't prevent yourself from growing. We cycle generationally. We cycle in so many different ways. And you can miss the boat, so to speak. Suddenly, it's 30 years later. You're like, I haven't opened one book. I haven't had the chance. I know. Trust me, I know. But we can make up for lost time quickly. We really can. There needs to be some passion. There needs to be some want. But it's doable. And you will be doing yourself and every single person you know a great service. You work your way out of that funk, so to speak. Don't let your kids miss the chance. Just because they tell you your kids shouldn't read until they're six years old, go look it up. Put a book in their hands. Go like this. You are wonderful. At least show it to them. They'll remember. They'll remember. I was watching a particular Godzilla movie on repeat for about a month with my daughter. And at near the end of each scene, this is procedural memory, I guess, near the end of each scene, she spit out the thing that was going to happen at the beginning of the next scene. Driving the car, we're in a car in the next scene. Bright sun, we're in the sun. White balloon, a big, huge balloon comes up. So it's there. And I'm talking about she was too, you know, there it's definitely there it's so easy to save george you don't understand what they're saying they don't memorize this way like yeah whatever i don't care what they say anymore and neither should you it's time to say see what they say and then think the opposite then research do your best to find different views about the same concept because not only are scientists unfortunately duped into steering us wrong on purpose but they're often denouncing the human body, mind, and soul as being this like primitive, non can't wait for the aliens so we can study their bodies. R right. That makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? It's about as sensible as us being on a ridiculously fast flying, spinning, orbiting ball. I'm not saying the other thing. I'm just saying NASA sucks. And with that, I leave you with another episode of Third Eye Edify. Thank you so much for your time. I hope this got the juices flowing in a certain direction. Please um, take the research further and come back to me. I'll put you on this damn show if you've got something profound. And I hope that it helps you see yourself and your kids in a different light even, if you have them. If you don't have kids, you have dogs, you have cats, whatever, something. They have amazing memories too, don't they? Don't think that kids don't either. And every little tiny thing you do is 100% memorized by them. I guarantee it. It's how they recall the memories that may be the hardest part to learn science-wise. I mean, if I had a brain in my hands, I couldn't tell you what was going on. I could tell you about the compartments and all the incredible, um, you know, relationships to the mysteries. But I don't know. I mean, this is amazing enough, isn't it? Let's be happy. Let's keep searching here. There's plenty of mystery to discover here. Bottoms of the oceans, volcanoes, the ground, <laughs> trees, us, our brain, our soul. That is very obviously there. 
and the ability to create life, which we all possess. And to grow into your own amazing person. Do everything you can past that knowledge so your kids get a head start and go past you. That's the point. Thank you so much, everybody. Please find me on Rockfin. And definitely check out my wife's podcast. Link in the show notes. And I'll see you soon.